You are listening to the Inspiring Your Shine podcast, where you will be empowered with the truth to live authentically, abundantly, and on purpose, taking you and your business from surviving to thriving by helping you be authentically you. Hello and welcome to Inspiring Your Shine. This is Rebecca Kesselberg, and today we are going to be talking about how to build your online influence. Now, last week's podcast episode was about relationship marketing. How do you build those long-term relationships with your customers so that they are loyal to you and they refer you to your friends? If you missed that podcast, I recommend you going back and listening to it at some point. It has great information about how to build that loyalty and referrals, which ultimately will help you to build your business bigger, faster. So what we're going to be talking about today is how to increase your influence online. And specifically, we're going to be talking about how do you get seen as an influencer online? How do you make people notice you and attract your perfect clients to you so that you can grow your business without hustling all the time? What we're going to be specifically talking about is mindsets that an influencer has some tips about what these influencers are doing online that have helped them to rise to the top, and ways that you can show and not tell your customers what you're doing. It's a different way and a different energy of showing up online that is what makes you an influencer rather than somebody who is just posting content. So we'll be going into all of those details. I think this is going to be very enlightening for you. So I hope that you'll stay tuned in. As always, I will have a downloadable for you to help you. And what I'm going to attach to this one is like I also attached to last week. So if you heard that, you may already have it. But if you didn't do it, definitely download the Ideal Client Worksheet. It is so important. If you want to be an influencer, you need to be so clear on who you're talking to and what you are trying to help them with. Because if you don't have that end goal in mind and you don't know what your niche is and what your expertise is, it will be really hard for you to lead anybody anywhere and to become influential. So make sure that you grab that ideal client worksheet. It will be attached in your show notes. Or you can also find the downloads on inspiringyourshine.com. So first of all, let's talk about what are those mindsets that influencers have in common? If you are to look at all of the very successful influencers online, and I'm not just talking about like Hollywood celebrities, I'm talking about business people that are successfully making millions online. What do those people have in common? Well, first of all, I noticed that they are all very brave. They are brave enough to let themselves shine. You have to decide that your voice and the giftings that you have is as important as anyone else because it's easy for us to look at somebody who is an influencer, who is very successful and think, well, yeah, look at who they are. That's why they're successful. And you're not giving yourself enough credit. Don't be afraid of your greatness and of setting your intention to be influential. It's not conceited for you to see and admire things in yourself and to know with certainty and to be aligned with what you have to offer the world. Don't be afraid to shine. God uses those who are willing. It's not that each person has been given things differently, but nobody is better than the other. Everybody has a unique gifting to give to the world. 
you are no different. So you have to boldly pursue the work that God wants to do through you. It will not be easy. You will have to be brave, but it is about allowing yourself to shine because it's not about you. It's about the people that you serve. And so true influencers are brave because they shine because they know that what they have to say is valuable. And a thing that kind of goes along with that is that they allow themselves to be fully seen. You have to let people see you. That was the whole reason behind me creating Authentically You, the course that I have, is people try to be something that they're not, or they try to portray a perfect curated version of themselves instead of being really authentic. People crave real connection, and reality. That is why reality TV, which we now know is pretty curated, became so popular because people are interested in other people. So go ahead and show your unique self, the things that interest you, the activities that you're involved in, and what are the things that are your personal favorites. Share those kinds of things with the world. I'm not saying get out there and show all of your stuff. People are interested, though, in you. So you have to show parts of you. And I can tell you that the Kardashians, who we all know, they are known because they were willing to put out the good, the bad, and the ugly out into the world. And people embraced them because they got to go through those struggles with them. And even though they were millionaires and had great experiences that they were sharing with people, they also got to see that they were real. And honestly, I think it was that they were willing to be vulnerable and real is what made people connect to them, not just the amazing life that they live. So people will also follow you and ultimately buy from you because you're a cool person too. Every single one of us has something to offer that makes us interesting and helps us to stand out from the next person. So definitely embrace being fully seen. And again, it's going to take bravery because we are so used to showing up in an edited version of ourself. But when you get comfortable and aligned enough that you can be 100% truly who you are, then people will love you for it. And that is something that all influencers have in common. The next mindset or quality that influencers have in common is that they are givers. I want you to really embrace being a giver. Now, being a giver doesn't mean that you don't also make money. So don't make the mistake of giving everything away for free. But give as much as you can. And it's about having a heart to serve. That you are showing up not just to make money, but you are showing up because you want to make a difference. So get obsessed with making those around you more successful than yourself. If you are focused on other people and what you're bringing and what you're doing is about improving the lives of others, then you are on the right path to being an influencer. Because the truth is people don't want to be just a number. They don't want to be another sale for you. They want to be served. So be a giver. Another thing that they have in common is that they all have a destination in mind. They have a goal. You have to know where you're going for other people to follow you. You need to be clear for yourself on where you're going. I call this being aligned, meaning you're aligned with your purpose 
and you desire to make a difference. When you have complete clarity about where you're going, then other people will follow you instead of you leading them in circles. If people start following you and they can't tell really quickly what you're all about and what you want to help them to improve and the way that you want to impact their lives, they're going to leave. And they will find somebody else who has more confidence, who knows where they're going. Now, this isn't to say that you can't start off with one thing and then shift later on. You can pivot, but you have to start off with something in the beginning that you do for a while to build your influence. And then once you build your influence, then a lot of times you can take that same audience to another destination. But make sure that you know where you're going right now, what it is that you stand for right now. So those are mindsets or characteristics that you will find that all those influencers have in common that I've noticed. But now let's talk about what are they doing that help them to rise to the top? What actions are they taking? So one thing that I notice is that influencers focus on a niche. Is that how you say it? Niche? Niche? But that just means that you need to create a subcategory of a subcategory. Beware of being too general with what you sell. Last week I talked about if you think that you can sell to everybody, you're not going to be as big because more that you niche down, then you are able to rise above the noise. Those people can hear you in the general market where it's talking in generalities, there's a lot of noise. But when you niche down and niche down even more, then suddenly you are talking to a smaller percentage of people, yes, but those people are listening and looking for what it is that you have to offer. And they'll hear you and they'll respond to you and engage with you. So it is time for you to become the self-proclaimed expert and master of a niche that you've declared. So I personally, I call myself your personal growth mentor. I am niching myself not as a life coach or a business coach, but a personal growth mentor and specifically working with people in social selling. And that means that I work with people who rely on their networks to sell their products and services. So yes, I have self-proclaimed myself as your personal growth mentor. So you have to be kind of bold about this. And that is how you can niche and people will begin to know you as that. You use hashtags for that. You tell people that that's who you are. And you act as if nobody else can serve people the way that you serve people in your niche. It might sound a little bit crazy, but I promise you that it works. Niche, niche, I don't know. I think I'm supposed to be saying niche. I didn't. You get what I mean. So narrow down your market. Be a subcategory of a subcategory. Another action that influencers take is that they are consistent for a long time with one thing. I already mentioned that a second ago, but they show up consistently in one area. For a long time, they do it either daily or weekly. It needs to be enough to build momentum. Consistency builds trust because it demonstrates not only your commitment to the topic and the people that you're serving, but it also demonstrates a commitment to yourself. So when you choose to be consistent and show up, then you are also growing internally 
and you are proving to yourself that you are committed to what you're doing. Plus, when you are consistent, it is so much easier for you to have ease and flow than when you do it intermittently and not regularly. It makes it really uncomfortable and you're starting and stopping. There's no ease and flow when you're not doing it consistently like weekly or daily. So it feels hard and you don't want to do it and you have so much more resistance. It really is a benefit to you as well as your client for you to be more consistent. I will be creating a talk about how to show up consistently. I am not by nature a consistent person, but I have been able to accomplish a lot of things. And so I will share with you some of the things that I have done to be more consistent. And of course, consistency gives you that momentum. It helps you if you just keep going. It's so much easier to keep going and not stop rather than starting and stopping. It is a lot easier to just be consistent. And that is obviously where commitment and discipline come in because you have to commit to the minimum of something that you will do no matter what. So for instance, for me, I've committed that minimally I will put out one podcast a week. If I'm not posting on my social media or I am not showing up in other ways, of course I'm going to show up for my clients that I already have, but As far as on social media, if I just do one thing consistently, if you're just posting on Instagram only or on Facebook only, but you're consistent on that no matter what, then you're proving to yourself that you're committed and you're showing up for your clients. So this goes along a little bit with consistency and that next thing is congruency. So congruency means that you are identifiable and recognizable because what you are doing creates like a personality of itself. This kind of goes into play with your brand and you have to create a brand that is recognizable and congruent because that is how you build trust across all channels. You want to make sure that what you're doing across all channels is recognizable and that they can identify your personality, your colors, your style, so they don't get confused. And they can easily pick your brand out of a crowd because you've created that particular style and flavor that only you bring. And that is another podcast that I'm going to be doing this season is a podcast about branding to help you to personally brand yourself and what that looks like and all the decisions that you need to make in order for you to show up with a very strong, recognizable, congruent brand. The next thing that these millionaire influencers have is that they have a suite of things, meaning multiple things to sell you. Your social media channels are only a piece of the puzzle. A following is part of the strategy, but it is not the entire strategy. You must have other pieces in play besides just your social media because you don't own your social media. So definitely have an email list and be collecting names along the way. And that's a totally different strategy that I won't go into, but it's very important for you to build an email list. But you also need to have a destination in mind for your followers. That means that you need to be taking them on a journey. You need to be leading them somewhere. And there's obviously an end result, but along the way there are different steps that you want them to take. There's something called a value ladder that I've heard about. And so think of it as you're approaching steps and the very bottom floor is like your free offerings. So there's different things that you can do for free. And then the next step is that less than a hundred dollar offering. And then the next step is 
100 to 500. And then maybe above that is your big signature offer. And you want to take them through the process and allow them in their time when they're ready to go through that value ladder. Now, there are going to be some people that meet you and come across you and you're exactly what they've been looking for and they're ready and they'll go right to your signature offer. But a lot of times it takes some finesse and I had said on the last podcast about not kissing on the first date. So sometimes it takes some nurturing to get people to buy. And so you want to have these different offerings and definitely have that signature offering, which is ultimately a scalable offer that doesn't require you trading your time for money because that's a job. So you want to do it so that you have something that you can sell that becomes like an automated thing. And that's a totally different discussion, but that is how you serve the multitudes. That is how you have worldwide influence by having products like that, that don't require you trading time for money. So another thing that I've seen that a lot of them do is that they keep people engaged between sales. So whether it's in between their launches or They are still nurturing those people and maybe those people have been following them for a year, but they've never bought any of their big items. Well, make sure that you have something in your business that keeps people engaged between sales, whether you're selling products through a direct sale network marketing company or you are like me and you've created products to sell. It's very important for you to have some way to serve those people in a free or affordable way in between sales. So that can look like what I'm doing as a podcast, it could be a blog, a newsletter, doing online classes, Facebook groups, or you could do like a small paid kind of a thing that you nurture people where you don't really do much for free, but you have a membership group that maybe they pay $19.99 to be a part of and you show up in that membership group and you give consistent valuable content in between those bigger sales. And of course, you're always going to be leading them up to a signature offer sale. And this is something that I've definitely noticed about influencers is that they continue to learn. They never get to a place where they feel like they've arrived. They're continually investing in people to help them. And they are reading books and they are learning from other experts. The more that you learn, the more that you have to give. So when you're a true influencer, it's not about you. It's about giving and serving and you want to be better and better. So the trick is that you want to be an on-time learner. So don't be looking to learn and learn and learn like I made this mistake. I was constantly filling my mind with so much information that I literally overloaded it and I was starting to forget things, like simple things. I couldn't remember names. I couldn't remember a lot of things. And I was very concerned that I was maybe getting Alzheimer's and I'm like Googling about Alzheimer's. But what I learned is that I was filling my brain up with so much information that I was literally overloading it and it just only had so much of a capacity to remember. And so what I had to do is really back off and a lot, even though I like and enjoy learning, it was almost like I was ODing on a drug. So I needed to pull myself away and I only needed to do small amounts of things that I needed to know to do my next step. If I needed to learn something, it was only about what I needed to know for what I was working on right now. And that's called on-time learning. And so make sure that you 
consider that because I know for me it made me very confused and distracted because I had all of these great things that I was learning about and I kept wanting to implement all of them instead of sticking with one strategy. So be careful about that. It can be a big distraction for you. So moving on to the next topic about this is how do these influencers interest and engage people so well? How have they built those big followings of people? And it is about that they are charismatic, but you don't by nature have to be a charismatic person because truly what charisma is, is that you show interest in other people and people that are charismatic and when you walk away and people think like, wow, I really like that person. Most likely it was because you were a good listener or you got them talking about themselves because people love to talk about themselves and it's very intrinsically rewarding to people. So some ways that you can do this and show charisma and get people to feel good about their interactions with you is you can use polls and surveys to ask them questions about themselves. Ask them questions about their opinions, about what they like, what they don't like. You can even set this up with chatbots or you can do this through an email nurturing sequence and getting people to answer questions about themselves back to you to create conversations that way if you wanted to do it in a more automated way. But certainly this works great on social media. But basically what you're doing is you're building rapport. And by asking these questions, it gets their dopamine, their chemicals inside of them going, and it makes them feel good. So when you ask them questions like, what are you passionate about? What was the best part of your day? What was the best gift you ever had? What's your best childhood memory? All of those things get those dopamine chemicals going as they remember and think about what they now want to share with you because you've asked them a question. So try that. Try engaging people through polls and questions and ask good questions that make them feel good. And you can use the data that you gain from polling people and asking questions and asking for opinions or asking them, what do you want to learn from me? You can take that data and then you can create content with it so it's serving you as well. Now, this is something really big that I want to make sure that you know and understand about creating engagement is that you don't want to be always talking about yourself or your topic because it's very important for you to talk about like the latest trends or the ongoings in your industry or your area that's relevant to the people that are following you because then people look at you as a useful and valuable source of information, the expert, instead of you always talking and pushing, pushing, pushing your agenda, your product, and oh, I'm so great. So be really aware of that. Talk about things that they would also care about if they are interested in your niche. Then they also are interested in what's going on around that niche, the topic of discussion around that niche. But it's also about not talking specifically about your products all the time. Like don't go on and talk about describing your products and talking about how great your products are. Talk about the benefits of your products and how it's going to help their life be better. People don't care about your great product. They care about themselves. So talk about it to them in a way that will pique their interest by saying, what they're going to get from using your product or service, not about how great your product or service is. 
Another little tip of what you can do to engage them and make sure that you're serving them well is really take the common frequently asked questions and create guides and blog posts and videos to answer those questions that people have that you are building a library of resources to help people to understand and that you can send them to to get those questions answered. So here's another way that's a little bit tricky but it works so well to get people to engage more is repost or share post that other people have created. It not only can be something that is edifying your product or service or or what you've done for somebody, the genre that you're in, but it also can edify that person because it feels really good when somebody retweets, reposts, shares, tags you in something because it is just edifying. It's edifying to you and it just makes you feel good. So definitely think about how you can do that. If somebody gives you a testimony, sharing it, or reposting something that somebody has written is a really good idea. So the last part that I wanna talk to you about is how to show and not tell people. So this is something that influencers get so good at, is that they learn how to tell a story. Because when somebody tells a story, then the brain of the other person actually gets in sync with the person that's telling the story because as you're telling the story, their brains begin to imagine and put it into pictures what it is that you're saying. So you're actually stimulating the other person's brain when you tell stories. And then that actually helps them to be on your side. They're on the journey with you and they're really engaged and listening and connected to what you're saying. So it's a really good idea for you to sit down and prepare a toolbox of relevant and thought-provoking stories that have to do with your products and services and your niche. So what you want to do is think about the different categories, about maybe your story of where you were compared to where you are now. Think about testimonies of how your products personally have changed your life and maybe even stories of how you know of how they've changed other people's lives. You can retell other people's stories. It is just as effective. And really sit down and make notes to yourself about those stories that you can tell. Most people who are very influential are fantastic storytellers. And so even though some people are more skilled at this than others, you can get better at telling stories. And another way to kind of tell stories through your social media is to make your post engaging. So you can tell a story about something with you and then you can throw it back to them and ask them to engage back and tell their stories or their opinions Another way to engage people is to be visual. Now, this doesn't mean that you need to be really brilliant with a camera or anything like that, but it's first of all that you know your brand colors and the personality and that congruency that we talked about, that you have a very identifiable visual brand. But you can also create visuals by using infographics or use Canva to create beautiful things. Canva has amazing templates. I use it all the time. Use GIFs. People love GIFs. They think they're funny, it's short, it's sweet, it gets to the point. 
boomerangs, make your own boomerangs. I mean, it can be something as simple as make a boomerang of you taking a sip of coffee. I've even seen people do this effectively by just turning around and smiling. And it is just another way to visually represent you. Other ways to be visual are to do demonstrations of your product. And if you don't have physical product that you want to demonstrate, then if you're a service business, then you can demonstrate it by showing your expertise through a webinar or a video training. It helps them to experience you. So something visual that I love is like before and afters. What are the stories that you can tell that paint that before and after scenario? Or what visuals can you use to show befores and afters? I love a good makeover and most people do. And lastly on that is product samples. Of course, let them experience your product with product samples, physical samples. Or if you are somebody in a service-based business, then you can do this through doing complimentary audits, like a small video series that teaches them about what you do and how you do it, or even an email training that is a written out thing that you just drip to them daily, like over three days or five days or something. So I did this in a personality training and I sent them over seven days different videos that had to do with what I know about personality and how it can impact them by having this knowledge. And so I basically set myself up as a personal growth expert doing that. And the very last thing that I want to share with you about what influencers do right that you definitely want to do is that they are vulnerable. People will perceive you as real and they will open up when you share your weaknesses and flaws. Now, be aware that this is not you going and being negative or dumping on them. And we want to be careful to share our scars, not our wounds. So often we don't want to talk about things as we are going through them. I mean, you can allude to them that I'm going through something and I'll let you know when I get through it and let them know that you're battling against it. But it's a really great idea to share things that are scars, meaning that you can talk about it without crying your eyes out. And it is something that you've overcome and you've learned from. Because when you tell these vulnerable stories, it increases your likability and ultimately your influence. So thank you so much for listening. Let me go ahead and recap some of the things that we talked about today. So we talked about the mindset that these influencers have in common, that they're brave because they allow themselves to shine and they're bold enough to say to the world, I have something to say. And they allow themselves to be authentically and fully seen. The good, the bad, the ugly, they let themselves be seen and they're not so afraid of judgment that they do nothing. And they're givers. Be a giver. They have a destination in mind. They know where they're going and their followers know that they are taking them somewhere and they trust them. And remember the things that influencers do that help them to rise to the top. The actions that they take are is that they focus on a niche. They, they become a subcategory of a subcategory, and that is where they build their market. Now, you can get more general as you grow your influence, and when you have a broader market, then more people that are listening to you, then you can broaden your message. But at first, when you're building your influence, definitely niche down. And 
that of course they're consistent. So make sure that you pick one thing and no matter what, you're consistent with that one thing, showing up and serving, whether it's Facebook Lives, Instagram, or a podcast, whatever you choose that works for you, show up on a regular basis consistently. And I promise you, if you do that for a year, it's probably not gonna even take that long, but if you do that, you will create a big influence. And remember that successful influencers are congruent. They're recognizable and their personality and style and flavor can be picked out of a crowd and you want to start developing that. So make sure you get that ideal client worksheet because that will help you to get clear on who you're talking to as well as help you get clear on who you are and how you serve. And remember that an influencer always has a suite of things to sell people. They're not just a one-trick pony. They have multiple different offers in that value ladder that they can offer and so they can truly meet the needs of their clients. And remember to keep them engaged between sales by offering that those free or very low cost offerings that you can keep them engaged and educated in between sales. Keep them in the fold. And remember that you need to keep learning if you want to be an influencer. Influencers are learners, but make sure that you practice on-time learning and you don't fill your mind with too much where it makes you feel confused. And you can be charismatic just like anybody else. Use polls, ask great questions, talk about the topic and educate them and get their opinions. Don't just talk about your product, but talk about the benefits of your product and how it is going to change and help their life be better. And ultimately, you want to make sure that you are telling lots of stories and you are showing them why they need what you are offering rather than just telling them all the time and prepare that toolbox of those stories i promise you that those will come in really handy and it is really great when you can get in flow of just thinking about different stories and then stories can also become very multifaceted and you can use different stories to make different points it's pretty cool once you start using story and make your post engaging and visual because that is something that you definitely will want to do and get better at. And lastly, make sure that you are being vulnerable. Sharing with people the things that you struggle with. Don't try to be perfect and act like you have everything all figured out all the time. If you are like that, if you don't show the vulnerable side of you, you will not be as influential as you could be. That's all that I have for you today. I hope that you enjoyed it. Make sure that you go and get that worksheet for your ideal client. It will help you clarify things about you as well as the person that you're serving. And you go out and have a fantastic week. Shine bright and make a difference.